the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under a separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is associated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. It's time now for Making Money Sense with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show on this Thanksgiving weekend. Stuffed with turkey and looking better than ever, here's Larry Rosenthal. Well, good morning, Chris, and happy Thanksgiving to you. How are you today? Oh, feeling good. You know, it's time for family and time to get together, and Thanksgiving is just one of those times that you just love every year. You know? 100%, one of my favorite holidays, without a doubt. So I'd like to take a moment and just wish America happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful gathering with your family and friends, and you're still enjoying the weekend, right? Because it's oh, still yeah. not over yet at all. Amen. So good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. If you have any any questions at all on anything today on the stock market, the economy, the markets, whatever it is, feel free to give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. couple of quick announcements here before we jump into the show. Don't forget next Thursday, coming up November 30th, we're going to be having two very special webinars on that day from noon to 1 Eastern and then again from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be going over and demonstrating because we desire to give you all proper education in the economy and what's going on so you can understand. We're going to be talking about leading economic indicators as well as what a properly structured financial plan looks like as well. So check it out. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button and you can register right there. There's no charge for the webinar. Again, it's going to be Thursday, November 30th from noon to one. And then again, we're going to be doing the same thing live again that evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Hope to see you there. Well, you know, this Thanksgiving weekend, Chris, it it it, uh, <clears throat> it always pulls in my heartstrings. Oh, you know, yeah. we have uh, a couple of members of our family. They have they have passed on now, but they would always give us just wonderful prayers on the Fourth of July, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and this year we found a video from uh, Jim Arnold, and uh, he was 
uh, my my wife's uncle, and um, uh, he just he just always led the family in just wonderful wonderful prayers. And this is his Thanksgiving prayer uh, that I'd just like to take a moment and share with mm. with everyone here. Uh, so so uh, without anything you know without anything further, I'd like to just welcome Jim Arnold. Lord, our Father, on this special day, designated as a day for Christians of this country to offer our thanks to you, our Lord and Savior, for your countless blessings, grace, and love, we ask that you hear our humble thanks for the abundance of gifts you have bestowed upon us. I offer a family's prayer on some things for which we can all be thankful. We are thankful for your constant presence in our lives, our families, and those closest to us. We know we have been especially blessed by your countenance, your love, your grace, and your protection. We ask that you continue to hold us in your hands, safe and secure, as we continue in our worldly life wherever it may take us, protecting us from our enemies both within and without our country's borders. We are thankful for the privilege of being citizens of the greatest country that has ever existed in this world. Individual freedoms and inalienable rights that were given to us by you, recognized by our founding forefathers, and written forever into our country's founding documents. We are thankful for your constant provision of all our needs and for the wisdom you impart to us that we may make the right choices and decisions throughout our remaining lives. Help us to live life in a way that glorifies you, Lord. Give us the strength to be a blessing in someone else's life and grant us the opportunity to lead others into the freedom that can be found in knowing Christ. We now ask your blessing on this food, which has been, pre been prepared by loving hands for our enjoyment. May the nourishment that is given our bodies remind us that your word is the nourishment for our souls. As we partake of this food, we pray for health and strength to carry on and try to live our life as you would have us. This we ask in the name of Christ, our Heavenly Father. Amen. Oh, that was wonderful, Larry. Absolutely. Uh, Uncle Jim always had a way with words, and he is right. This is the greatest country in the world. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And one of the things that makes this country so good is the ability to own property, our mm. stock market, the ability to take risk and have reward uh, in, in our nation. And that's where kind of the rub lies a little bit, is understanding how to use our tools that are presented before us. What's the difference between municipal bonds or corporate bonds? What's the difference between a Roth IRA and a, and a uh, tax-deferred annuity? What's the difference between a stock or an ETF? All these different tools that man has made up to help grow your assets. You know, what, what, what is it? And you take a look at where we are now. We're at sort of the intersection of change in the bond market. And I, I wanted to talk about this today because we are seeing yields come down. And there's two sides to the bond street. <clears throat> One side is you have interest rate sensitive bonds, which means this. If interest rates go up, bond prices go down. If interest rates go down, bond prices go up. Remember when we were little and we would go on the seesaw or the teeter-totter, depending what part of the country you're from, right? I would go down, you'd go up, right? Okay, and then that's the way bonds bond pricing works with 
uh, interest rates. So traditional interest rate sensitive bonds, again, as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. You've got a, a, a length of time that bonds mature. You've got a one-year bond, a three-year bond, a seven-year, 10, 20, 30-year bonds. The further out on that maturity timeline you go, the more whipsaw you can have. So right now, when you take a look at where interest rates were just three weeks ago, the 10-year note, the 10-year bond, was hovering right around 5%. Today, it's come back down to four and a half and even sub that right now. That means interest rates have dropped a half a percentage points. So if you're in a bond that's subject to interest rate sensitivity, and let's suppose it has a duration meter of, of 7% of 7 on it, similar to length of time, and interest rates drop by 1%, you're going to gain 7% earnings over the next 12 months. Well, in just the last three weeks, if that was the case, you've earned 3.5% principal growth on your bond, plus you get the interest yield. So now's a very good time to be looking at what we call adding duration to your bonds. You know, 18 months ago, I told everybody to get out of these types of bonds because interest rates were going up and those prices went down. They came down pretty hard. They lost double digits in 2022. We moved to the other side of the bond street. Now it's time to move back into these types of bonds. So take a look at how, uh, what kind of bonds you have in your portfolio. Ask your advisor. Call, call our office. We'll be happy to tell you what you have um, if you don't work with us. But it's very important to understand that you're on the correct side of, your, of the interest rate movement today with rates coming down. You know, the Fed Fund's future just a couple of weeks ago showed a 22% chance that they would probably start to lower interest rates in May of next year. Now there's a 90% chance, 9-0, that they're going to start lowering. If that's the case, then interest rate-sensitive bonds could have a very fun year next year in 2024 as far as as far as uh, movement positively goes. So take a good look. Inventory the types of bonds that you have. Are they interest rate sensitive or are they credit sensitive? Big, big difference, and it's all math based off of simple interest rate movements right there. So take a look at it. If you want to get some information, I've got a kit that we can send out to you on the different types of bonds so that you can identify if your bonds are in the correct position right now. You can get that by calling at eight at eight five five rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Or simply visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot us off an email. We'll keep the phone lines open here. Give us a call this Thanksgiving weekend. Again, happy Thanksgiving to America. Eight five five rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. To Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. 
About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. We appreciate you listening on this Thanksgiving weekend. 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. You can call that number during the week, right, Larry? That's just, there's no questions. And, I mean, no questions that are barred. You can ask at any time. That's exactly right, Chris. We send out all kinds of information to people all across the country who want to get financial education, and that's what we're here to help, help try to do. So speaking of that, Social Security timing, Social Security analysis, when is the best time to take Social Security? What's the best age to take Social Security? You know, if you stop and if you listen to what Social Security says, they say you'll get the maximum at age 70. Well, that is correct. Social Security will, set, will send you the maximum you, you qualify for at your age of 70 years old. But is it in your best interest to wait to do that? You can take Social Security anytime between 62 and age 70. Let's suppose your normal retirement age is, say, 67, and you retire at 62. Let's just pretend that, for, to do math easy, that Social Security is going to give you $1,500 a month at age 62, and they might give you, let's say, $2,200 a month at age 67. What's the break-even point? Because you're going to have to spend down. If you decide, hey, I'm 62 in this example, and I want to wait till I'm 67, that means you're going to spend down if you need to use your own savings and investments. You're going to spend $18,000 a year for five years okay, uh, in, in order to have Social Security pay you a, uh, $700 a month more. That's the break-even analysis. And I have to tell you this, Chris. Oftentimes, we do this analysis with clients, and it proves to them that if they're not working, if they're not working, they retire at 62, their normal retirement age is 67, most of the time it's in their benefit to go ahead and take Social Security early, believe it or not, taking it early, and we prove that hmm. out in their financial plan, yeah, because you're saving all of those, all of those years, you know, you're saving that $18,000, you're saving $90,000 of your own money. By not pulling that out and spending it down, what would that ninety thousand be worth in ten years if it earns seven percent? Right. 
Mm-hmm. So do the compound interest formula of all of that stuff. So so taking but a look at if you're working, that's not this isn't that isn't gonna work, right? If you're going to continue to work after sixty two, then you have a limit of, of uh almost twenty thousand dollars that you can't that you can't earn over or so you have to start paying some of it back. So if you're working, the point's kinda mute. But if you're not, then you need to really take a look at this social security analysis. Making your pension selection, for those of you that are still blessed to have a pension, and making your Social Security selection are two of the largest or two of the some of the largest financial decisions that, that you're going to make in your entire life. So make sure you do your homework on all this. You should be looking at it from a financial plan perspective, not what the brochures say from the Social Security Administration, mm-hmm. by the way, okay, or not what your neighbor down the street says. Run your own financial plan. If you want to take a look at how they work, go, go to my website. Again, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the video on the front page, and we've got one right there for you. As long as you're there, visit our webinar page there at LarryRosenthal.com. Again, we're going to be having a couple of webinars coming up next week, Thursday, November 30th, from noon to 1, and again, some 6 to 7 p.m. Both sessions are live, and we're going to be going over leading economic indicators and a and what a properly structured financial plan would look like we have identified we have identified a hundred and forty what was it a hundred and I forgot what it was it was a hundred and thirty there it is a hundred and thirty key points that can go into a financial plan a hundred and thirty bullet points can go into a financial plan most people believe it or not use 64 of them hmm. okay what 64 do you use? Most people use 64 of them. Now, we're not going to go over all 64 or 130. That's for sure. We don't have <laughs> enough time. But we're going to give you a 10,000-foot uh, view of how a financial plan really looks. So, so check it out. Go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com, and go ahead and sign up for the webinar. There is no cost for it at all. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. We're back in a moment with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 
Thanks for listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. We are back. 855-767-3123 is the telephone number to call. You know, you can depend on your neighbor's advice if their last name is Rosenthal. But if it's not, <laughs> and if his name's not Larry, and he doesn't live there somewhere in the, in the Virginia area, then you don't necessarily want to depend on everybody's uh, opinion. Right, Larry? As long as you're not doing woodworking or fine carpentry. Right, Chris? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, Happy Thanksgiving, right. by the way. You too, buddy. You too. I appreciate it. Hey, which... um. You know, sometimes financial planning is not about the numbers. Mm. Matter of fact, a lot of times financial planning is not about the numbers. Financial planning a lot of times can be about relationships that you have, that you, that you want to you wanna bless. But when it comes down to it sometimes, financial planning can be about you by yourself with your own thoughts when a couple of scenarios happen. And that scenario is retirement. Two of the main discussion points that I have so many times with people that are getting close to retirement are the reality of stepping out of the game and what am I going to do with my free time. Those are two very intimate, private thoughts that a lot of people have when it comes to the retirement decision process. Okay, the retirement decision process. Yes, you can crunch the numbers. The numbers look great. But wait a minute. There's a different side. There's a relationship side. Stepping out of the game. What happens if things are happening in your industry and you just like the game to begin with? But something in the back of your mind says, you know what? It is time to slow down or retire. It is time to turn the page and open up a new chapter. And you turn that page and the, pl- and the calendar's blank. Those are some those are some intimidating thoughts and wonderfully insightful conversations I would say. These are wonderfully insightful conversations, financial planning, retirement decisions that are non-number crunching. How do you feel about stepping out of the game? Do you want to keep one foot in? Do you want to do something else? Right? What are you going to do with your free time? Think about these things. Put them into your financial plan. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your friends. What are you going to do? Take art classes. Volunteer at church. Start a new business. Spend time with family. Travel. But these are these are these are very intimate conversations, and it does go. It does happen in our office all the time with clients. What are we going to do about stepping out of the game? Okay, especially in in you know if you if if you're in the engineering or technology world or something like that, and you're seeing all these innovations and change, and people say, "Yeah, I want to hang on because I, I I heard about this three years ago, and now it's happening, right?" So, you know, take some time to decide this. Many people don't decide on Friday that they're retiring the following Monday. It's a process. It's a number crunching. Make sure you have confidence. In your numbers, review the financial plan several times before you make that that, that final, you know, uh, decision on that day, and understand what stepping out of the game means to you, means to your spouse, your family, and you know, what are you going to do with your free time? Also, are you in the right house? Is this your forever house? What's the plan on your current home? Are you going to need to finance a new home in retirement without the income coming in? What are the thoughts on that? What are the plans on that? So there's a lot of number crunching things there, okay, um, and number crunching too. But just give that some thought. You know, financial plan. We want to we want to make sure everybody's well rounded in their financial plans. Sounds a little hokey, but these are really in depth conversations. 
uh, for, for a lot of people to start thinking about because a lot of people are running around thinking the wrong thing. They're saying, well, Larry, if I just get this number, I'll be able to retire. Mm. Yeah, that's just a number, okay? What is that going to do with your, your day, with your relationships? So think about it from that standpoint there. I've got a kit on retirement planning. If you want to get a copy of it, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Oh, Chris, over the last 20 years we've been doing this, we've been building all these kits. We send out all different types of information. If you want to get a copy of this, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123 or just go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Again, happy Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to take a quick break. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Back in a moment with more. Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 is the phone number to call. Hey, let's get some phone calls in here from you guys. Bring Scott on from Florida. Good morning, Scott. How are you today? Good. Good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Um, I got a question. Well, my question is, uh, about 10 years ago, I inherited a piece of property, and everybody thought I'd sell it and get the money because it was free and clear. I made it a rental, and I've had success with that. Um, I keep getting offers for about 300000 just random people looking to buy. And my question was, I'm getting about $1,500 a month rent out of the house. I should be getting a little more, but I got a real good renter. So uh, if I sold it, what would capital gains do to me? And what would I invest in that would, do, you know, kind of duplicate what the rental was doing? So on 18000 a year, because you've got 1500 a month, right? That's 18000 a year. And you divide that into three hundred grand. That is about a six percent dividend rate. You're getting about a six percent yield on that money. So, in other words, Scott, okay. if you had three hundred thousand dollars sitting aside, what rate of return do you have to get to match that eighteen thousand dollars of income? And it's six percent. Right. So you can get okay. an income portfolio doing that. That's not a problem. Okay. But the bigger question that you go is what's going to happen with the capital gains tax? So here's here's what's going to happen is when you inherited the property, that's your new cost basis, okay? 
So let's suppose you what what was the value of the property when you inherited it? Oh, uh, I want to say two. Okay, 200. so your co- your cost basis is two hundred. If you sold it today at three hundred, you've got to pay capital gains on the growth between one hundred and three hundred. All right. Okay. Now, yep. over the years, have you depreciated the property at all? No. So if you haven't depreciated the property, then you don't have any uh, depreciation recapture that that'll come back and bite you. So basically, it looks to be a pretty clean scenario that you would pay capital gains on a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's the deal right there. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because property now, property in Florida is property in Florida is going through the roof. I know it is. Yep. Very people, good. People the other the other question is, pardon me. People, just, the other, people are just buying stuff at any price. <laughs> yep. The other question is, you know, here's here's some other math too. Let's dig dig down into the root a little bit further. This eighteen thousand that you're getting each year, that's taxable to you as income. But what are the expenses? What is the cost for you to get that income? You've got insurance on the property, right? Taxes. Yeah. Okay. You've got taxes on the property. And you've got maintenance on the property. So you're right. probably not netting 18000 a year. You're probably netting something less. I don't know. Let's right. just take five grand off, you know, just to do math easy. Yeah. So you might be netting 13000 a year, which takes your ultimate yield down. Okay. So yeah. the big question becomes this. Do you want to, you know, you want to sell the property and, and get the gain? pay the tax and move on. Another thing you could do is roll it over through a uh, 1035, uh, 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 t- excuse me, a 1031 Starker exchange where you can roll, you can sell this property and move it into a light kind and pay no capital gains and have another rental property. But you have to ask the answer the question, do you want to continue to be a landlord and and do the rental thing? You know, yeah. if, if that's the okay. case, what would, what would be your motivation to sell the property to begin with? Oh, I don't really have a motive. I just I, I, I'm getting a lot of information from different sources, and I'm just wanting to see if any of it made sense or if it's. I don't have a problem being yeah. a landlord. Um, I got okay. two other properties. All I got two other properties. Also, I don't really have a good retirement, so I was kind of going to go the the landlord route and have some properties for retirement. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know, the best best rental properties in retirement are the ones that are paid for because you're getting as much free cash flow as possible. Right. Because right? the house I'm yeah. living in is getting ready to be paid off, and I was going to go buy another house and make my make my residence that I have now a rental. Okay. Yeah. Try, trying to That'll trying work. to acquire some properties. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Okay. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Just, just don't get over leveraged. Correct. Just, just, yeah, just don't get over leveraged and understand the real estate cycle that we're in right now. Rentals are are doing very well because we don't have as much inventory, but that inventory is going to catch up one day. Okay. True. And then re- rents, rent income may drop just based off of supply and demand at some point down the road. So be aware of that. 
So the real issue is, do you want to sell the property, pay the tax, and then turn around and invest it to get the same income? Yes, you can do that, but now you're dealing with two different types of investments, stock market and bond market investments versus real estate investment. That's yeah. the deal right there. You know, um, But I would also ask go, – go ahead. I got some advice of a gentleman that was – and he said you know, the rental property was a good way to go. He said, never have more than one mortgage and live in the house with a mortgage and pay it off as fast as you can. And, and that's how I'm trying to acquire it and, instead of people that go out and buy five houses at one time and then get in trouble and lose it all at once. <laughs> I, I like that advice you received. Definitely. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. You know, another another thing, too, is do you have these properties in your name or are they in the name of a trust or an LLC? And what's no, it's the, me, and my, me and my wife. Yeah, so you might want to consider putting them into individual LLCs because if something goes wrong with one of those properties and you end up getting sued, you can get sued on the whole on all of your wealth versus if they're in different LLCs, you might be able to put some firewalls up like that, okay? So speak to an attorney about that, okay? Yeah. Uh, And then also you want to make sure that if something happens to you and your wife, that that property can pass to your heirs or to a charity. So put that inside the document as well, what exactly you want to have happen. That way it'll avoid probate issues, extra costs, taxes, delays, fees, and things like that, okay? Um, Very good. Yep. So, Scott, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold here. We're going to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and then I can help step you down that road right there of of how to set up your estate uh, from that standpoint, okay? I appreciate that. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's go ahead and bring on Gary from Pennsylvania. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? Good, Larry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How can I help you, sir? Larry, I get into uh, my financial guy told me that uh, uh, you know, you're familiar with structured notes. Yes, I've heard. Yeah, that. okay. Well, I, I got into it. I'm 71 years old. He told me, Gary, in 35, 40 years, nobody's ever lost on these structured notes. That's what he told me. <laughs> and I got into for them almost $65,000, and none of them looks very good at all. And is there anything I can do, or do you have any recommendations or? Uh, <clears throat> Gary, there's there's a couple different types of structured notes, okay? I'd have to see okay. exactly which ones you're in or which one you have, okay? okay? Yeah. But they are usually a a a the 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 date of liquidity is usually up in yeah. the air, all right? As you know, yeah. probably now. And the date and and the the performance is up in the air as you've probably realized. Now, do you know if these are auto-callable or or do they have yeah. to sit to maturity? Yes, they are. So if they're auto-callable, one of the things that you could do is is ask how many different notes do you have in your basket and what are the auto-callable dates? Because if you have an auto-callable, then that will be what I would call a triggering event if the performance of that tranche of money hits a certain number on the auto-callable date, it'll automatically call it back out. If it doesn't, then it flips over and carries again another term. That term could be a quarter, six months, a year. I don't know what's inside your your structure on your, on your portfolio. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got um, three years, I guess. I'm about a year and a couple months in. I have three years and uh, you know three different notes I have, and 
and three of them are just, I mean, real bad. They said, I can lose up to 40. If it doesn't go below 40%, I won't lose my principal. But they have went below 40%. Yeah. Uh, when did you get into these? Do you know? Uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's when so, – so that tells me that the structured notes are based off of bonds that have interest rate uh, risk or interest rate duration. And then during that period of time, interest rates were going up, which means bond prices go down, and that's the issue right there. So it without me looking at your sta- – I'd love to look at your statement, and, and then I could break it yeah. down and tell you exactly what I you have. Good. <laughs> I wish um, good. If you can send me anything that's on it, I'll, I'll be happy to turn it back around and, and give you some research on it. I actually have a research department that I've been using for oh, situations wonderful. for situations just like this. We don't have clients yeah. in these. I'm not a big fan personally, okay, uh, but I do mm-hmm. know how to unpack these and take a look at them, and then I can direct you further. But it sounds like to me that these are duration risk or, or interest rate sensitive notes and you're going to have to wait for interest rates to come back down, and then those bond prices will come back up. So we might be able to figure out what your liquidity dates or your auto-callable dates may be in the future. Um, if you want, Gary, I'll put I'll place you on a quick hold, and Bob will get some of your contact information. Then maybe you can send me a copy of your latest statement. Wonderful program, and it's nice to talk to, to somebody you can feel comfortable with and trust. It really is. Well, I appreciate that, Gary. Thank you very much. Let me put you on hold, and you have a great weekend. Appreciate the phone call. You too, Larry. Thanks. Yep, absolutely. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Paulette on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Paulette. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? Um, my husband just passed away about a year and a half ago, and uh, we had um, we had one one banking account that we wrote our bills with every month. I had a separate account um, for money that I earned from a part-time job, and um, it, that my Social Security money is going there. And I also had some money left over that were, where we had been saving in a credit union because that was my husband's desire. And... um now my daughter, she works for some banking corporation, I'm not sure which, and she's encouraging me to take my money out of the credit union and put it in the bank, and I don't understand why. What's your suggestion? Well, Paulette, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your husband passing, okay? Sorry to hear about that. Yeah. When it comes to— and I know where he is with the Lord. Well, that's all that matters, right? Eternity with Jesus is the game, right? Definitely. Amen. Amen, yes. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. So the difference between credit union and banks, basically it's just a convenience factor for you. Um, Uh Now, they will have different interest rates, okay? Right. And you want to try and get a banking product that gives you stability and the highest interest rate, in my opinion, but there's also a convenience factor too, you know? Uh, you know, d- does does the credit union provide all the same services and online access and services that the bank does, and vice versa? So it's yeah. really it really just boils down to convenience and interest rates from that perspective. There, okay. Oh, yep. So and it's if, my decision. 
It's your decision, yes. And if you like, I can send you out information. We're going to send this out to another caller earlier today on the difference between what we call cash and cash equivalents, how CDs work, how money markets work, how T-bills work, because those rates are becoming attractive now, and people need to get education on this. We haven't seen rates like this since before 2007. You know, So it's been quite a while from that standpoint. And uh, I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send that out to you, okay? Okay, thank you. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, dial us up at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Cheryl on the line from California. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you this morning? Hi, good morning, Larry. Thank you for taking my call. I just really want to tell you how much I appreciate the information that you've been giving us um, as layman folk. Um, I've learned a lot from you. And again, I just want to thank you. And I'll talk really fast because I'm almost at work. But um, I'm 64 years old, and I have uh, about 30000 liquid cash. And I heard you mention um, that T-bills were looking really attractive right now. And so I was wondering, do you suggest that I put the whole 30000 into T-bills right now? And if that's the case, how do I find the institution that is offering me the better rate? So, Cheryl, uh, thank you for your, your comments. I appreciate that, and thank you for listening. Um, so if, if, uh, uh, if you have 30000 in the bank and you're asking, do I, should you put all that in T-bills, the answer is no. I want you to keep liquid money in the bank because what happens if you get two flat tires today versus one, right? You're going to need to spend some of that money for an emergency. So, so start with emergency money, Larry. I'm this sorry. Is liquid. It's liquid. It's not my emergency money. Okay, so this is excess. Then yes, then then you should take a look at that. So so here's one of the differences in in between bank accounts or bank CDs and T bills, Cheryl, is that on bank CDs you have to pay f- uh, non IRA bank CDs you have to pay federal income tax and state tax. Whereas on T-bills, you only have to pay the federal income tax. So being in California, you're going to save a tremendous amount of tax on the interest that you would have earned from a CD to a T-bill. So from that standpoint, I would take a look at T-bill. Rates are slightly higher in most cases on a six-month T-bill versus bank CDs. Bank CDs, if you put money in for a six-month or a year and you pull it out before then, you have to pay a penalty, not so much in T-bills. Okay, you can pull it out, and they just give you the interest to date. How do you get them? You can go directly and get them, or you can use an advisor like us, and we can get them for you. Some of the advantages of using an advisor is what happens if rates spike up again? You can just get out of it and into a new one right away. It's done for you to get a higher rate, whereas if you go direct, you can't really do that. So that's the advantage there. But I'll send you out some information on the differences, the pros and cons, and how you go about doing that for you, okay? Let me go ahead and place you on a quick hold. I know you said you're getting ready to get to work. I'll put you on a quick hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send you out the the info on T-bills and CDs and stuff like that, okay? And thank, and thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate you this morning, and God bless you. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Martha on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Martha. How are you today? Larry, thank you so much. I'm doing very well. Your program's amazing as usual, um, and I appreciate it. Um, a friend, um, actually a relative, um, had been a caregiver 
for um, a dear friend of hers, and she ended up um, her car, her house was wiped out in Superstorm Sandy, and I think they were just renting at the time, and uh, so they had no place to live. Eventually, this lady, I'm tying it together because the lady uh, was had cancer. And she passed away, but before she did, she gave them, she said, go buy yourself a house. And she said, she gave them a set of money, said, go buy a house. And then there was a bidding war. It went a little higher. And she goes, just get it. And so they got this house outright with cash from this lady about a week and a half to two weeks before she passed away. Do you know, since they're not blood relatives, do you know, will they have to like pay estate taxes? Because I don't think this was part of a, it wasn't part of a will that had gone out already. You know, she hadn't passed away yet. So do you know how that is affected? Do they have to pay no ordinary income on the hundreds of thousands of dollars? So Martha, the reci- the, the, this is going to fall under gift tax law. The recipient of a gift never pays tax on it. Okay. Um, so, ah, so this so that, is the 17,000 for this year and 18,000 for next year. Exactly. But it sounds like it was a little bit more than the, than what those limits were. So oh, yeah. the lady who get, gave the money is going to have to use up part of her lifetime exemption of up to a million dollars of a gift. So there needs to be some filing done on that end of it. Okay. Um, so we need How to probably, Pardon me? For the recipient. No, there needs to be filing done for the, the lady who passed away uh, to utilize that lifetime gift. So this is – this is uh, um, we need to get a CPA involved in this, okay? But it's going to be fine for your friends, okay? But we just want to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, right? Uh, so, so, so that's what needs to happen there really from that standpoint. Let's go ahead and welcome Carla on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Carla. How are you today? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. I am a regular listener of the program. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. My question was, um, I have an inherited IRA, and I'm withdrawing, but I needed to know, like, how to invest, like, how to best maximize the fund. Okay. I'm sorry to hear about your loss. And was the inherited IRA, what year did you inherit it? Um, 2016. Okay. So you are under the old rules of the lifetime tax advantage stretch IRA. So you do not have to okay. withdraw it at the end of 10 years. Okay? okay. You you are under the old rules, Carla, which are great. Okay. It's great news for you yeah. from that standpoint. Now. Yeah. The now that I know what we're dealing with from a tax perspective, your question was how do, how do you maximize the income on it or the growth? The, yeah, the growth on it because um they have been telling me that I need to withdraw. Like they're telling me at the end of the year I need to withdraw, but now I'm hearing that I'm not within that ten year rule. It's like a lifetime rule. Do I have to adhere to those withdrawals? Yes, you do. You you. So the the old rule that you're under is you have to take a withdrawal every year for the rest of your life. Okay, it's okay. basically is basically what's going to happen for in your case. All right. Okay. There's a schedule applied to it. The new rules is 
you have you you in some cases you don't have to withdraw, but you have to take it all out and be taxed by the end of ten years. In other cases, you have to withdraw every single year and then take it all out at the end of ten years, depending on how old the IRA owner is. But that doesn't matter; it doesn't apply to you. In your case, okay. you have to take a little bit out each year. It's called a required yeah. minimum distribution. It's based off of the date of birth of the decedent IRA owner. Okay. And you're allowed to stretch it as long as 82.4 years from the date that you received it. Okay. So so that's how long you can stretch it. Okay. So it'll probably stretch for the rest of your life. So the question then becomes, it goes to the investment vehicle. What is inside driving the rate of return? Is it stocks? Is it bonds? Is it an annuity? Is it a bank CD? That's how you go about seeing how you can tweak it and get a better performance if it's available on those investments right there. Okay. So sometimes it might just be sitting in a bank account and long-term that's not going to do well, right? Sometimes it could be sitting in a bond fund and that's not going to do well long-term. So, so the, the drilling down to the answer of your question is I need to see what's inside the account. Then I can tell you, uh, what it's invested in and, and, you know, give you some guidance and education on, on, on how to take a look at it. So if you like, I'll be happy to put you on hold. Bob will get your contact information real quick, and then we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you and give you an analysis on the holdings inside of it to help help produce more growth for you, okay? Okay, that will be great. And I wanted to make one comment because I was listening to the previous caller and their concerns about, I guess, theft or security with their funds. I know I've been going through that because it's the third time that my um, bank card has been compromised. I'm actually mm-hmm. just recently received one. And I know with my bank, they're very high on alert. If they notice some kind of discrepancy, they will get in contact with you. So generally, I think that because the monies are FDIC insured, you will not be responsible for any of those um, fraudulent withdrawals of funds. I think it goes to the bank, and I'm not sure if it's FDIC, uh, but we'll, we'll uh, I, I, it goes to the different institutions on how they're going to protect people, is what I yeah. think, Carl. Yeah. You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. 
make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Let's bring Kelly on from Alabama. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. I'm great. I listen to the show regularly and uh, really enjoy it. Um, Thank you. You you mentioned just a minute ago that the taxes would be changing in 2026. You were talking about Roth IRAs, and it would be better to withdraw then. Um, in general, um, what about a non-Roth, a traditional IRA? Uh, how will that be affected in 2026? Am I better to look at withdrawing before then? Exactly correct. There you go. So so in, if if nothing changes, Kelly, between – now and January 1st of 2026, income taxes go back up to what they were pre, uh, what is it, pre-President Trump tax code, okay? That's already written in the books. So if you're withdrawing money out now from an IRA, let's say you're in a 22% bracket, that's going to go up to 28, I think it is, okay? So right now it saves you 4%. So we've been doing a lot of these conversations with clients on how to minimize tax. Well, we're always talking to clients about how to minimize tax exposures, and we take a look at, at, at the calendar, and we lay it out for years. Because when you're in retirement, once you're 65 and over, you've got to deal with Medicare. You've got to deal with IRMA taxes. You've got to deal with the ACA uh, health insurance taxes, the three, the extra 3.8. You've got to deal with, with – um, uh, you know, 2026 taxes going up. So, so there's a lot of tax planning conversations that goes on with withdrawing money. When's the best time to withdraw money? I've seen people take, take uh, you know, I've seen people save money a few years before retirement in order to start withdrawing money in a 12% tax bracket during retirement, knowing that they got a 33% deduction at some point putting it in. So there's a lot of opportunity when you look at, at the sequencing of your withdrawals when it comes to net planning, the net income for you. But you're exactly correct. On a traditional IRA, Kelly, in 2026, unless taxes change, unless they change the code, you'll pay more income tax when you withdraw. Because it's an income tax across the board. That means Roth money gets a bigger tax-free uh, smiley face, and traditional money has a bigger frown face on it because you've got to pay more taxes. So, so there's still a few years left to take a look at how to minimize these exposures and do some, some tax planning along those lines. Does that answer your question there? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. I appreciate this. Absolutely. Part. Kelly, let me, let me also tell you this, too. I'd like to send you out our toolkit because we can help break down the four different ways the IRS views your money and my money and Chris's money and Bob's money and everybody's money, right, uh, when, when they look at the investments that we have. And this will help show you – it, it, it can actually help get you down the road to really taking a look at, at, at uh, minimizing tax exposure throughout your retirement year. So if you like, I'll, I'll put you on hold, and then we'll send you out our, our – uh, toolkit for that okay sounds great thank you 
Well, Larry, it's looking like we are going to close our Thanksgiving program here for today. We're at the end of our time frame here. So happy Thanksgiving, brother. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Chris. I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving, and I know uh, you're still enjoying your leftovers. Of course, probably for two weeks at least. Yep, that's a great, great thing. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. God bless. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. FM, W-A-V-A. UpFaithandFamily.com is the leading streaming service for... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.